Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, Nicola got in contact with us here on Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Nicola, welcome to the show. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, and Nicola, obviously, COVID is a tough time for everybody, but particularly the self employed. Tell us a bit about why you got in touch with the show. Um, well, I got in touch because I had about two weeks with constant kids at home from school with like sniffly noses and things like that. Um, like before, you could have sent them to school with minor things, and now you can't. And even with the negative PCR test, they still couldn't go back to school. Um, because I'm self-employed, I do a lot of my work while the kids are in school. So I just had to cancel work basically for two weeks. <laughs> um, and now it's even worse, I think, with the five-day rule where everyone at home, everyone has to stay at home if someone in the house is positive. Um, like, I, I'm panicking in case myself and my husband both have to stay off work. Like, what do you do then? <laughs> Because you you four kids, so we inevitably kids, yeah. at this time of year, there's going to be sniffles. Oh, there's always a sniffle. Now I'm lucky; my kids are pretty healthy. They're you know they're rarely sick, but every kid has a sniffle or a little cough at this time of year. Um, and with four of them, it's just constant. So, like, I'm kind of panicking now. If one of them gets a positive result, we're home for five days, and then another one gets a positive result, and we're home for another five days, and yeah, it's, it's just something to worry about a bit. Yeah, because obviously you want to play ball and we, we, we don't want COVID to spread. But all that aside, what you're saying is that there aren't any financial supports for you there. So no. when you're not working, you're not earning. Exactly. And like, how do you feed the kids then if, you, if, you're, if you're not working? Um, so like when I was talking to my husband about it, what he said is what he can see happening is that if kids have symptoms, people won't get them tested and they'll just give them a few days till the symptoms ease back a bit and they'll send them off to school be, just because people can't be staying at home for the five days. Because I was listening to some of the discussions on uh, breakfast this morning and apparently there's a lot of viruses around, mainly because we were locked down this time last yeah. year and with kids the way they are, there are some kids getting ill but most of them will be feeling fine. They'll only have the little sniffle. So you can understand the mentality of sending them in, particularly when the juggle is is tough. But I, I, I suppose we need to try and curb the spread. But oh, it, definitely. It begs belief that you could have a negative PCR test and still that wouldn't be enough for the school. Well, I, what our school does is they'll say, refer to your GP, but the GPs are so busy, it's nearly impossible to get a phone call back from them now as well, you know. So it's like everything, everything is just difficult for everyone at the moment. And the nature of your work means that there's nothing you can do from, from home. If you're home, you're not working, you're not earning. No, no, I, I have to meet my clients in person. And have you contacted any of the the agencies to see if you would qualify for any support whatsoever? Well, see, I just set up a new business recently. Um, and when I asked about would there be any support towards that, it's because I already have another business on the go that I wouldn't be entitled to anything. Um, so, like, 
even my husband now wouldn't get paid sick leave or anything if he was out of work. So I, I don't think there's anything there really. I just think this raises a real question about the support we put in place for the self-employed. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, obviously, they, you can't set up a business tomorrow and they can't support everybody. For, but for people who are in business and paying tax and sometimes having a raft of employees for years on end, when that business folds, there's nothing there. When there's trouble like this, there's nothing there. And yet you're really contributing to the workforce and, and to revenue. Yeah, and like, you know, we're just doing our best and you don't get anything to help out when you're stuck. Is it stressing you out, Nicola? Oh, I'm completely stressed. I I don't watch the news or anything anymore. Um, I listen to the radio some days, but not every day. Uh, my anxiety is going through the roof at the moment. <laughs> and how are the kids at the moment? Oh, they're grand. They're all in school today. Yay. Okay. That's all <laughs> um, we can do is count the blessings we have day to day. Yeah. But look, thank you for getting in contact and, and, and raising this. And we're going to see if there's others in similar situations. And Nicola, we wish you a healthy and hearty Christmas and that you don't come up against any time where you're not earning over the festive period because it's an expensive time. We wish you all the very best. Thanks for getting thank in touch, much. Nicola. Thanks. And having a look about what is available, there are certain grants for businesses if they have to close. There's a thousand euro you can get if you need to restart. But I think that's different to having to take a sick day here and there. And it's different. I mean, normally in pre-COVID times, if we can remember that glossy time, if you were unwell and self-employed, if it was just a cold or just a bit of a, a dodgy tummy, You'd probably push through and you'd probably keep going and you wouldn't really worry too much about it, especially if it meant the difference between putting food on the table or not, which is what Nicholas said there. But now any sort of symptoms, particularly of school going children, means stay in and stay in for extended periods of time and don't work. And all of that is for a very good reason. We get all of that. But how are you supposed to earn and how are you supposed to cope? If you're in this situation, we'd love to hear from you. You can text 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. And Louise is on the line in Dublin on Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. Hello, Louise. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. You've also, um, uh, you're self-employed. How has it been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been OK. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky I get to work from home. I'm a dog groomer and a walker and so... Uh, part of my job is is outside, so that's fine. And the other part is is in my house. And you know, I mean, I'm I'm lucky compared to that lady Nicola, who I can't imagine the the stress and the worry that she goes through. I don't have kids, so I don't have that stress. But I'm only in business about um about a year and a half. Um, I've already had to close twice because of COVID. Um, and then towards the start or the middle of this year, I I was injured. I picked up an injury, so I was out of work for two weeks. And for those two weeks, I wasn't earning. I wasn't getting anything. And it that was really difficult. Um, I found it really hard to find information on any kind of support available to me while I was out of work that time. Um, and any kind of information I did find, they, there was a lot of bureaucracy around us. There was a lot of information that they wanted from me. And I ended up giving up in the end because it was just too difficult to try and find those supports. So... You know, like when when I worked in, in a regular office job, I, you know, I would have that sick pay and it's almost like, you know, I'm, I've gone out on my own and I don't have that support there. And I'm petrified of picking up any kind of sicknesses or injuries or anything like that in case I have to be out of work again. 
And I don't want to assume that people would be irresponsible, but when it's earning or not earning, do you think there's some people who might just push through and, and work anyway? Yeah, like, I mean, if, if uh, not COVID related, say if I had a cold, I would still keep working. You know, it went with my injury, it, w- it was really bad. I couldn't keep working. But if it wasn't as bad, I would keep working. Now, if I had COVID, I would stop altogether because mm. I am dealing with the public. And I, that, you know, my, my client's safety comes first, you know. But if it's anything outside COVID, I will keep working because there is no support there for me. If, if I have to take time off, like I'm not earning. And don't get me wrong, there has been support in terms of me setting up my business from the government. And I have been very thankful for that. But if I have to close because of sickness, I'm in a very bad situation because I can't earn. Louise, thank you very much for coming on. You're listening to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk, and we're talking about financial supports available to those who are self-employed, particularly when it comes to sick days, because now with COVID, a sick day has a whole different connotation because you're out of work for longer. And in many cases, people aren't earning and then aren't being supported. Cormac is on the line in Limerick. Cormac, you're self-employed, but you were on the PUP for a while last year. What issue are you having? Uh, hi, thanks for having me on there. The issue I'm having is about the pub being, having to be paid back literally straight away. So when I got the accounts done for 2020, the accountant, I just went through them and he said, oh, there's the pub that you earned through last year and it has to be paid back straight away. So I was a bit surprised by that. And maybe I'm a bit naive and said I didn't expect it to be paid back straight away. Obviously, it had to be paid back. There's no question of that. And it was a great help. You know, that it was a fantastic help through when we had to close uh, the studio here. So that's all fine. But next thing you get the accounts and it's paid, literally, it's earnings. So it's counted as earnings. So it's taxable straight away. So it's um, paid back all at once, which I was a bit shocked and kind of disappointed with that, really. Um, Can you not you know, have it taken the, out in small amounts over? I don't know. The account. Sorry. Now look, the, I'm the not an accountant, but sure, yeah. The, the, I, I don't know. Have you asked that? Well, I asked the accountant. He said it has to be paid back um, in once straight away at the end of the year accounts. I think with PAYE, I think it's split over a couple of years or something. Is it? I think. I think there's something there, but it looks like uh, and I. Obviously, have to look into it a bit more, but it looks like you start employed, have to pay it back straight away, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, well, considering we're still very much in it, you know, there should be a little bit of of leeway there. And I suppose that's the the issue you're raising, Cormac. And I have somebody very close to me going through a closure of a business. And, you know, some of the employees are able to qualify for statutory redundancies. And there'd be no question of that. No one would, would want them not to get that. But the business yeah. owner gets nothing and any PUP payments, they actually now owe money. It doesn't seem to make sense. The That's odds are correct. stacked against yeah. the self-employed. I, I don't really understand why. I mean, if you set up a business three days ago and it folded and you were looking for support, maybe. But yeah. if you're years in business and contributing, why can't you get a little bit of yeah. help too? Well, exactly. That's it. And it was a great help at the time. But it's like, and only for we've been doing so well since we reopened the last few months. We've been very, very lucky. We've been doing probably one of the best uh, two or three months we've ever had. And only for that, we could be in trouble, you know. Um, and that's the unfortunate thing about being self-employed. And I think it's very unfair. Unless well, I'm wrong about the whole thing, but, you know. 
Now, I do, I mean, I was at a, 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 it was a business awards thing a few years ago and I do always remember this woman getting a Lifetime Achievement Award and she thanked lots of people like her family, like her staff and then she thanked Revenue because she said they are the one body who are always open to negotiation. You can always get them on the phone. Uh, so, I, you know, and, and, and in my own experience, I do find that to be true. I think there is always some sort of negotiation. So, Cormac, do ask your accountant and do ask revenue. It's not often you think people would thank uh, the tax system of this country. But, you know, I think negotiation is always there, particularly with a moving target like COVID. So we wish you all the best, Cormac. Do uh, keep in touch with us and let us know how you get on. Ken in Wexford has texted in to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. As a self-employed person, I have no intention of staying home unless I'm properly sick. The vaccine works. 91% of people over 12 are vaccinated. It doesn't affect children. So I just don't see what the issue is. There's an issue, Ken. I mean, there's definitely an issue. I think we're all down with that now. And if you have COVID-like symptoms, unfortunately, we have to take it on the chin and self-isolate. Otherwise, there is a knock-on effect. We can see that now. Louise Bayliss is a spokesperson for Spark, the Single Parents Acting for the Rights of Kids Network. Louise, how are you? I'm good, thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. This is something that's really affecting parents at the moment, isn't it? It's a hugely important issue and it was something that we identified right back in March 2020 when the schools closed down. But initially when the schools closed down, it didn't seem too bad because a lot of jobs closed down too. But what we were worried about back, say, last June and July of 2020 was that jobs were starting to reopen and schools were obviously closed and summer camps were closed. And what would happen if you were told you have to come off pub because your job is reopened, but you actually have no childcare. You know, there, there was nobody taking on your child. And what would happen then? And we did push and we did get a commitment from Heather Humphreys that if there was no childcare available, that you would um, still be entitled to your pup. You had to make genuine efforts for the childcare, but if there was none, you would do it. But one of the issues we have this year was great, the schools are open, but with so many restrictions and your child can be caught in a pod or, you know, that you, your commitment to work is, is very tenuous, you know, that you could be pulled out of work, that you can't commit to anything because if your child is symptomatic, they're out for, for a few days. If somebody in the class tests positive, they're out for a few days. And this, what supports are available if you're fine, you're fit and well, but you can't go to work because you're looking after your child. And that's the same whether you're self-employed or employed and it's awful I was listening to Nicola and my heart went out to her and thinking you know if you budgeted it's an awful thing to be down money like that if you can't work and you've four children but as a lone parent it's even more difficult because you have nobody picking up that slack and any time they're out sick that's you you're off the, out of work. And Louise how do you prove you can't get childcare because where where COVID comes into it you can't ask a neighbour, a friend, a relative, it, yeah. a grandparent. I, yeah, I think the, the only thing you could do is literally to show there's no summer camps in my area and it was up to the deciding officer in each Intrio office. We've, we've had no complaints about it. So whatever work, whatever the system they put in place, it did work. But there was a lot of advocacy work we did before that happened. Um, we haven't been quite as successful in what happens when parents can't work because their child is sick. You know, we know there's enhanced illness benefit if you're sick as a person, but as a, as a parent, what, is, what supports are there? And we're asking people, parents especially, to take a huge burden on to protect the rest of society. And, and it's necessary to do. Nobody objects to it. 
But at the same time, you can't expect people to be financially down for, you know, when the they're complying with public health instructions. It's unfair for the likes of Nicola to be down money because she's trying to do the right, responsible thing. Yeah, see, that's that's what I think. Um, and look, even before coming on air, I got a call from the school to say my son has a cough and a headache and I was able to immediately oh, ring my yeah. husband. So if you don't have that significant other in your life, it's very difficult, particularly if you then have to self-isolate I, you know, we talked about looking out for the vulnerable. I think sometimes we forget about single parents in this setup, you know, because you're very stuck uh, for getting yeah. groceries, for getting anything. And if you're down in money, the stress involved in that and then trying to juggle maybe working from home. That That's exactly it. And, and you're so right. During the whole COVID emergency measures, no thought were given to what would happen to lone parents who were at home with children. And if you remember back in March and April of 2020, where the shops were literally banning children from shops. I mean, as a lone parent, what were you supposed to do? You couldn't get into the shop. You couldn't shop for your children. And then you were told, leave the online shopping for those vulnerable who were sick and who were elderly. And absolutely, that should be the case. But then how could you as a lone parent shop if you couldn't get into the shops? And even I remember phoning up the community call, which was set up by the county councils and saying, well, as a lone parent, if I can't get into shops, would you do the shopping for me? And they basically, you know, I didn't really need it. I was just trying to find out the response. And I was laughed out of it going, why would we shop for you? It's for older people or disabled people. And wow. absolutely that should be. But there was no provision made for, well, then how do you, if we're barred from the shops, we're told not to do the online facility and we can't get community calls. How do we actually shop for our children? And there was absolutely no consideration. And it's moments like that that you realise there is a problem in society where there there isn't full inclusion for yes, all. There yes, yes, and we need to people. just have empathy for for other people and and you know bear in mind what other people are going through. Louise, yeah. thank you very much for coming on. Louise Bayless, there, spokesperson for single parents acting for the rights of kids. You can keep your comments coming into us. This is lunchtime live here on News Talk, and we're talking about. Self-employed, particularly parents has come up a little bit that if you can't work because you're self-isolating because of many of the new restrictions that have come in at the moment now, if your kid is in a pod and they're a close contact, they also have to stay at home. And the juggle of trying to work and earn and self-isolated, particularly if you're self-employed and there aren't financial supports, if you're going through that, you can text us 53106 or you can email us lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.